You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 45, recorded November 9th, 2019. Tonight's topic, or this morning's topic, whenever you're listening to it, the topic is Most Loyal Part 2. I'm the host for the evening, because that isn't obvious. Uh, I am Elamist. <laughs> this is Ivan. And this is Mrs. Hyman. All right. Uh, podcast news. We always encourage feedback. That can be sent to us via Twitter at guardians underscore lore. That can be sent to us via email, guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Or leave us a review on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, wherever you find the podcast. Uh, you can also contact us on our Discord, which the invite link will be in the description of the episode. Uh, and you can also find our info at thelorenetwork.com alongside many, many impressive lore content creators like My Name is Bife, My Ellen Games, Focus Fire Chat. Um, they're the ones Basically, I'm most familiar with. A bunch of people we don't feel cool enough to hang out with, but really super glad we got invited to the party. Uh, all, along with um, all kinds of different lore topics and articles written by a variety of wonderful people. Exactly. <laughs> like, and it's not even like their mom made them invite the entire class to the party. They actually <laughs> wanted us there, which is just shocking. Someone did. <laughs> it's crazy. We're happy to be there. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I, away. I still feel like that new kid sitting at the table with the popular kids going, do I really belong here? Yeah. Well, and like we also just recently found out from somebody in the Discord, I asked them how they came across the podcast and they said that, you know, they're a pretty frequent listener of Focus Fire Chat and, you know, they've been hearing him talk about the Lore Network, decided to check out what else was on there and came across us. Um, so I also made sure to let Blue know because we're appreciative <clears throat> greatly. Oh, yeah. Well, and we are eternally grateful. <laughs> well, and like it, it gives us validation that we're doing a good job, and it gives Blue validation because he set up, you know, the Lord Network. It was his yeah. brainchild. Baby. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the last topic that we actually had planned, so we'll be putting up a poll sometime in the next couple days. So By the time you're it. listening to this, there <laughs> shall be a poll, hopefully. So look for it. Yep. Can't promise where it's going to be, but places to check would be Twitter and the Discord. Yes. Uh, and most likely we'll just combine the results. <clears throat> and now um, we actually come to a bullet point that I feel Mrs. Hyven should cover. We officially have... The Guardians of Lore in-game clan. I've been pushing for this really annoyingly. <clears throat> um, and Hyven kept telling me we need to do it, you know, properly and set it up correctly. And I needed to be patient. And yes, all of these words do have air quotes around them. 
Um, <laughs> I love but how anyways, air quotes had air quotes. Yeah, I don't know. Extra sad. Um, no, it was actually really cool, though. We we got on uh, Bungie.net to create it. We found that another clan already actually had the name. We reached out to them. They were super kind. Um, what was that, Ivan? Did you? I want, would like to mention. Did you want that, acknowledgement I... that you reached out to them? <laughs> no, not <laughs> like acknowledgement. I just wanted to. You're just talking secondhand, so I just wanted to mention that I was able to reach out to some fellow guardians who were very kind in giving up the name. So, yeah. If for some crazy reason they now know that there is a podcast because I mentioned that you know who we were and what was going on if for some crazy reason they're listening anyone is listening to us thank you so much you guys were yeah. uh very very nice clan yeah um, kind of made my day the name is very you know special to us as our group and hopefully wherever you guys are whatever name you guys are going by now uh good luck to your clan so i just wanted to say thank you to them for um yeah. for giving up the name for us so we could keep guardians of lore consistent on all platforms Exactly. So that's what I really appreciated too. And I wanted to definitely give them their nod. Um, because like I said, it made my day uh, just to be able to, like you said, keep all of that around all platforms. Guardian of Lores is our baby, our brainchild. Um, but <laughs> I guess it's also kind of orchids. Um, but, you know, I think we all understand at this point, Guardians of Lore is not what it would be without orchid. Uh, <laughs> So another shout out to Orchid per huge, not just from a, not just from Elemist. She planted uh, the seed, and then once it started flowering, she was like, "Now I'm coming to be part of this again." And yeah, now she was like, "I have to promote the girl. podcast that I <laughs> that I suggested." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, it's hysterical. But she does a great job. And once again, I will point out this has nothing to do with this uh, bullet point. But if you're not already following her, go follow Orchid for uh, weekly hot takes on the podcast. They're always hysterical, and her Twitter also has otters. All, like, <laughs> it does have otters I and love other the funny otters. jokes. Number of otters. I love the and otters. And so, I mean, you're getting otters, you're getting jokes, you're getting hot takes. Like, I don't know what else you want. Go follow work. Actual funny conversations at work. I know. It's hysterical. But yeah, so that aside, that was my first tangent of the night. Guardians of Lore in-game clan. Um, Go ahead. Check it out. Um, It's super basic right now. We're still kind of finalizing some stuff, but I do believe it's all joinable at the moment. Um, So if you finish the the bio and kind of the introduction. um, Um, But basically just make sure you're part of the Discord as well because the Discord rules are also our clan rules. And then on top of that, you know, we obviously have lots of other people in the Discord who are not a part of the clan, um, but we still have all of the um, LFG options in the clan. So it can kind of be, I'm sorry, in the Discord. So it can all be cross clan playing with just a bunch of other like-minded people who enjoy lore, who enjoy the game. And, you know, our biggest focus is to build one another up and just become lore nerd friends. And so we want to make sure that we give everyone that, you know, nice, safe space to do it. So now we've got the Discord, we've got the clan, we've got the podcast, got the Twitter. I don't know what else you guys want, but just let us know. (laughs) This is all about building a community. Yeah, I mean, literally, you know, the Discord, the clan, like, everything is for you guys. Um, you know, I completely we... stepped out of things. I'm like, man, it's growing into its own thing. You guys have fun. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm I mean, gonna go two, build some cabinetry. And it's two gonna... of our Discord followers found out they were basically in the same town and are like gonna go get Mexican food next week together. Like, it's so cool because these are you know people that we've been talking to for a while through Twitter, but now you guys have a platform to talk to each other and get you know thoughts and ideas from other people who are not just us. Because like I said last week. We're really not that cool. <laughs> we're super boring and lame. Uh, we're not, waiting for I've, you guys I to figure know, that out. I've now heard multiple people say that you are a very interesting person to <laughs> talk right. to, Mrs. Right. Simon. Somebody told me I was their spirit animal the other day. <laughs> she is crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I am. Uh, but anyway, so yes, again, clan, Discord, Twitter, Hit us up on all of that. And you don't have to be part of the clan to be part of the Discord. So come join us. Come talk to us. Because it's my fun distraction at work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So I guess I will let Alamus take us into stuff you may have missed in Destiny or might be fully effing aware of. <laughs> and actually, Don't roll your quick. eyes at me, Hyven. And actually, real quick... You can find Orchid on Twitter at Hey It's Orchid. Yeah, we probably should put that out there. Because if you just type in Orchid, that might be difficult. But I also retweet a lot of her stuff. So if you follow us, she's she's probably like within the last. Anyway, because yeah. I'm sure Look, I really Orchid like doesn't. Orchid, okay. Because I'm sure Orchid doesn't want to feel even more uncomfortable listening back to this. Let's move on. Oh, like you according like to her, girl. according to her coworker, like her face gets like really red. And, I know. I'm trying to save her yeah. some of the How the attention on her. How else is uncomfortable? I don't know. I'll think on it. Or I could watch out. <laughs> Maybe come straighten that photo. What? Anyway. Oh, man. that's The picture that's crooked that she's always around. The picture that's about. crooked. Oh, behind. her crooked photo. Mm-hmm. I forgot about it because it really doesn't bother me the way it bothers you <laughs> actually i heard it it's, it's straighter now i heard so it is anyway he's like i'm just gonna hold on to this i'm just gonna hold on to this <laughs> all right so uh stuff you may have missed in destiny or stuff you may have been effing aware of in destiny that's right that's um, why it says may have missed so that you don't have to throw that extra little long caveat <laughs> I, know. I messed that up one time and now it's a thing yep <laughs> Because we're always going to pick on you when you ruin things, because you never do. It's really annoying. Uh, this past week was Iron Banana. Yes! Uh, and we had update 2.6.0.1. Um, it, it was a bunch of quality of life stuff. I think we already had that last week. We mentioned that one, right? I think we mentioned it was coming. No, we've mentioned that one. That one's been around for a whole week, I do Two believe. Weeks? But the hot fix that just yeah. came. That's anyway, new. there was a hot fix, uh, 2.6.1.1. Uh, the biggest thing that came out of it was that it upgraded the pinnacle grind from oh, plus one drops to plus two. I had so many plus one things. I didn't think I could ever get another one. Well, and like I went from drops being at 951 up to like 955 now. Nice. Um. There were a few other bug fixes in there, but that's the biggest thing that people are, uh, that I specifically latched onto. And the last bullet point, this is a shout out to 
a guardian named Bagel 4K who put tireless hours into reaching rank. I think it's seasonal rank like 1,136 or something like that just so that they can get power level 999 and then I'm pretty sure sure he had never from what I heard had never even done Shadow Throne before Uh, and that actually he reached out to Glad and Glad coached him and the group kind of coached him through and and I like I was reading an actual article and it, it was kind of funny because Glad was part of the the first team that actually started the curse yeah so like he still was he was still trying to fin it or find a way to break the curse or he still had a hand in trying to break the curse um but yeah a suspense suspense aside bagel finally bagel finally soloed it um the curse didn't break but bungie posted quite a few uh messages like they were lore messages um all from the witch queen i refuse to say her name well, it was kind of cool because it was just like a standard post from bungie that mentioned congratulations to bagel being the first guardian to hit power level 999 and solely shattered throne and then in subtext just like the books of sorrow we get a little bit of a we got a little bit of information and some quotes from uh, Sabathun herself the and, witch queen. I and, refuse yeah, to say the name. There's a little hidden message in there. So it's a little bit of like a breaking the fourth wall. Like the TWAB had... Everything was in the TWAB, guys. It was... Oh, man. I, I refuse to say the name. Are we talking about freaking Sabathun? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I didn't know if that was also the... I just, get over it, Alamis. Just, Just get over it. Everything is not her. Well, this time it was, and she specifically kind of said, I forget the exact lines, but basically it was just, we were kind of, yeah, we were kind of tricked into just raising our power level and attempting this. And it was all just more of the elaborate scheme of her gathering tribute. So, yeah, didn't work out, but it was cool. And shout out to Bagel for, uh. For doing something a, that, honestly, I wouldn't have even thought yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. For doing that accomplishment. Just because, like, seasonal rank 1,100 and whatever it was. Yeah, like, right. I'm at 66, so. I'm at 136. <laughs> yeah. And that's only because I play a lot. I, and you I start just, doing bounties. Those really make you go up fast. I just can't imagine. Anyway, uh, Mrs. Hyven. Do you have anything for your corner? No. Lots of questions popped up into my head this week while listening to Focus Fire Chat. Forgot to write each and every one down. <clears throat> so, awesome. moving on. All right, 20%. <laughs> She's already claimed it, so it's yeah, a perfect I time do. to get into our topic. <laughs> yeah. So, brief intro to the topic. Uh, this book details the events leading up to the prison break. And this is the prison break that, unfortunately, Cade was a, a casualty of. This lore book was covered in two episodes. This is episode two. So the first episode of this was episode 44. 
And you can obtain this lore book by just doing stuff on the Tangled Shore when it's the Flashpoint. Uh, it's 50% chance for Lost Sectors, Public Events, and Heroic Adventures. Cool, cool. And with that, let's, do let's this. get into the lore book readings. All right. So we are continuing the story. If you didn't listen to last week, uh, Varix was gaining a little bit more courage, it seems, to unite the fallen houses. And he had a little conversation with the nine. So they can really get in your head. And we will continue on the book with two cells. Petra called for not one, but two cells. Varix finished his ether, considering. Perhaps Cade had finally found Fickrel. And for that, Varix would need every drop of strength he could muster. His strides were long and slow as he allowed the ether to course through him, his posture growing taller and more commanding with each step. At the top of the Maxec wing, his hands flew over the controls. He prepared the two empty cells and ordered extraction servitors into place, all the while reveling in the thought of the judgment of Fickrel. Finished, he stepped back and waited. Snarling, yelling, the prisoners entered the wing. One, an elixney. Petra shoved hard into one of the two cryocells. The fallen landed, weak, and Petra sealed the cell door. Varix was all too pleased to see the hulking, disgraced Fickrel, the lifeline of the scorned barons, his once-trusted co-conspirator and great betrayer, seething as the extraction servitor whirred to life, sapping the heretical archon of his precious ether. Varix and Fickrel looked deep into one another's eyes. Centuries of history passed between them in the space of a heartbeat. Fickrel laughed. Unnerved, Varric stepped away as Cade dragged a ragged humanoid figure, head-bagged, face unseen. Cade unceremoniously tore off the hood and tossed the humanoid, an awoken man, into the open cell. And stay there, Cade said. His joke fell flat. On hands and knees, the stranger looked up at his captives to reveal a familiar mess of crow-black hair, blue skin, and piercing yellow eyes. Varix. It was the face of Aldrin Sav, brother to the queen, prince of the Awoken, and heir to the reef. So, for starters, um, you don't remember, uh, Fickrel was once killed by Cade, did some, you know, Tanix stuff, kind of came back. Um, then Cade was like, I finished my jobs, went to go take care of him. And when we discussed Fickrel, we also discussed how he killed the King of Kells, which was also kind of like Varric's last hope once he thinks Mara's gone. Um, that gets shattered. But I believe it's during that conversation that we also find out that Fickrel's been running around with an Awoken. Um, unnamed Awoken at the time, which we see here is now Aldrin, which I'm sure, you know, we all could have kind of guessed because of the story mission and everything. And so now Varix knows this, you know, we may have known that at the time with the unnamed Awoken, but Varix did not. So now Varix has this confirmation that it's Aldrin and we know that Varix loves Mara. So this is like a big shakeup in his brain, I'm assuming, but 
I'm assuming the card will also tell me that next. So Number one, I just want to say congratulations on remembering that. You sound yeah. like you actually know some lore there, hon. Look right, at you. Right, right, right. Thank you. Yeah. Proud of myself. <laughs> but yeah. Yep. And then as you mentioned, mm-hmm. so this is actually kind of the first... Uh, we didn't. This was, you know, long before we had dealings with, with the Aldrin who killed Cade, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So we, as the reader, looking back at this, knew this. But during this time frame, um, Aldrin was known as, you know, dead at this point, dead along with Mara. Um, well, those who believed Mara was dead. Uh, but yeah, it appears that this is, you know, this is why it was a surprise. Nobody really knew. What the heck Aldrin was doing, except for us who read some of who would have read the lore um, at the end of D1's life cycle, where we found out that Aldrin was alive and that he was searching for his sister and getting involved with the Fallen. So this is kind of like the the reemergence to the public eye of the the Fallen Prince. Not even though. Well, because the kid chapters have found him, but. Well, right. Petra already knew. This is more of just Varric's finding out. Yeah, what I mean, this encounter, them capturing him and bringing him in is kind of like the the first time they, they find out. Yeah, it, it's the first time Varric's finds out. Um, the rest of them found out just like slightly before this. It's actually in the, uh, what is it? Is it the Forsaken Prince book? Where they actually kind of capture him and you have the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, it's it's Forsaken Prince. Um, I wanted to note two things here. The first off being extraction servitors are actually yeah, able to about take ether from Fallen. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh. Like, that was up, something man. I totally skipped over before. <laughs> yeah, they don't just give it. They When we say that servitors control the ether... It's in all sense of the word. Yeah. And the next question is, what happens when you extract Fickrel's ether? Because we know that Fickrel is not normal as a scorn. The reason he's not dead is he's got tainted ether. So. Yes. Varix is going to um, learn a little bit about all that kind of stuff here in a little bit. And and that was actually the second thing I wanted to point out, was the fact that Varix is still calling him Fallen. Yeah, he doesn't know at this point what's yeah. What he has no idea why he's still alive. Because remember, he even told Cade he's not sure what had happened, but he knows that uh, Elixney don't always die when you think they are. So they don't really know why he's alive, but he was gonna figure that out here. Yep. Yep. And then I guess it look. It sounds like um, he still got a little bit of a plan, as we talked about last week with the um, Hell of Kings dead, Ikrul and. Um, Variks are two of the last living uh, Elixni from the old world, from their home planet and before all the world wins. So the yep. old days are only known by a couple of beings at this point. Oh, there was something I wanted to shout out. We had mentioned we were talking about Variks missing his uh, his arms. We had a listener remind, at least me, that I forgot it is his upper arms that are mechanical. And that might be why they do not grow back because usually when a elixir is docked their lower arms are removed so yes and that was a message we got from 
Trigger, uh, I believe. Trigger's Haunted. Yes, you can find them at Trigger yes. underscore Blade X. Yep. So thank you very much for reminding us. I had forgotten all about the fact that it is his upper arms that are mechanical. Yeah. It's amazing those small details you forget about a character mm-hmm. after just a few years. Yep. So yeah, It's amazing was... how much I can forget about a character after just a week. I know. That's why I was so impressed with you. This <laughs> that's week. why we're Man. all so proud of me right now. Right. <laughs> uh, take a shot. <laughs> All, All right. right, you guys yeah, ready to yeah. move on to the next one? Yeah, let's see what happens yeah. with this Prince business. All right. So I am going to be reading Reacquaintance. Seems appropriate. Your Grace. Variks couldn't help but use the title, like a reflex. As he looked into the prince's eyes, he saw a fleeting shadow of darkness dance across their normal ethereal golden glow. Variks looked back to Petra. Petra Venge, I, I, I do not understand. I know. It's, something's wrong with him, Variks. He's mad. Lock him down. Lock down the entire cell rock. No one in but you or me. Speak of this to no one. As far as the system is concerned, Aldrin Sov died over Saturn. Barracks looked to Cade for answers, but the Exo just threw up his hands in defense. Don't look at me. Prince Whiny Face and Fickrel were thick as thieves when we found them. All I could do not to shoot either of them. Petra nodded towards the now royal cell, and Varricks, with only a hint of hesitation, sealed the hatch, locking Prince Aldrin in. Now, Varricks, Cade said, smooth as ever. You let me know if Fickle here ever comes up to the arena. He and I have a conversation to finish. Of course, of course. Variks noticed Petra's gaze lingered a little too long on the prince's cell. He could see she was troubled, even ashamed. Petra saw him watching and composed herself, back straight, all wrath. She met his eyes. He could see her trouble, her shame. Variks, my friend. Was that tenderness Variks heard in Petra's voice? He has changed. His eyes. She stopped herself. Reset. If he speaks, don't listen. He speaks lies, terrible lies. And with that, she walked away. Cade close behind. The doors to the cell walk slammed shut behind them. Variks stood there for a long, long time. For the first time in his life, he didn't know what the next step would be. Petrovenge and Aldrin Solve had long admired one another. There was an easiness about them when they were together, and a deep, if unspoken, affection. When the two of them joined forces in the field of battle, they were quick, effective, and dangerous. Theirs was a dance of death, and woe to the foe who met them in open combat. Variks wondered for what crimes Petra would have Aldrin judged. As he reopened the prince's cell, he wondered if Petra would have Variks himself judged. Variks not before Aldrin. We thought you dead. But you are in my care now, yes? His arms carefully brushed at the awoken man, probing but gentle. Aldrin blinked and looked toward him. Er, rather... 
His golden eyes looked beyond him. Ferrix looked over his shoulder just to check. Of course, no one was there. Sister, Aldrin croaked through dried, cracked lips. What's to become of us now? Creepy. Oh, I shot that man. Oh, man. I sh- <laughs> yes, I did. So, um, we see Varix is very... He's, he's used? unsure <laughs> about any of this. Yeah, he's conflicted. Going through some stuff. Because he's, he's pledged himself to the Awoken people, which Prince Aldrin Sov is, you know, the prince of. Yeah. Right? I love how he's, like, gotten his mind that he's going to get the Elixir back together. And then he, like, a wrench is kind of, like, thrown in this whole thing. His resolve is, like, tested when all of a sudden the prince shows back up. But yet he's also crazy and in a cell. Like, poor guy's having going through some, some stuff. Very well, and, and, uh, Yeah. And we also see that this is the beginning of Aldrin's infection. Yeah. Um, there was something. I like how Varric's is kind of like, dude, uh, what you, uh, who are you talking to? No one there. <laughs> I checked. Oh, I'm, I'm specifically looking at the fact that, you know, <clears throat> as he looked into the prince's eyes, he saw a fleeting shadow of darkness dance across their normal ethereal golden glow. So, yes. like, there the is eyes a... are, are the way of telling the infection. The windows to the soul. Yes, and I believe there is somewhere that kind of, that's in a whole other topic that goes into the fact that uh, Riven being taken was able to infect Aldrin and basically attract him into freeing her from her captivity. And there's a whole long drawn-out thing, but um, Aldrin is just a pawn and a grander topic that I don't know if we'll get into fully, but I don't actually know what book that's really in, but though that's all tied to the whole Sabathun riven madness that maybe we'll discuss when we get into Truth to Power. I, yeah. The Witch Queen. <laughs> oh! My God. This is new for him. He used to say her name, but now he's just given up. And so the other clue that Aldrin is infected is that he's seeing his sister, which anybody who's played the Forsaken campaign knows that Aldrin was seeing Riven as, you know, impersonating his sister. And that's evident by um, the fact that Aldrin blinked and looked toward him, or rather, his golden eyes looked beyond him. And and we saw in the cutscenes that Riven was taking actual, like, a physical manifestation, or at least a visual version, a visual manifestation of Mara. Yep. And Aldrin's had whispers from Mara ever since we found out he was alive back in into D1. Where we got uh, the cars of him crash landing on Mars. He talks about how he. That was part of the Taken King. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I was to say it was the last thing we got about like about him. Yeah, and he was he had these whispers, the sense that Mara was still alive. So he's been getting played for a long time, and the little so he, hum of starlight. Yep. Granted, he was right, but what he's seeing now, definitely not Mara. If you finish the Forsaken campaign, uh. It's, it was funny. 
to watch, honestly. He went to go hug uh, his sister coming back, hole. and then they, like, <laughs> pan out, and they come back, and there's just, like, tentacles wrapping around him. And then he opens his eyes, and it's just that big old eyeball. We'll call it an eyeball. <laughs> the big meatball. It's actually a chimera. It's what it's referred to as. Because <clears throat> mm-hmm. it looks like it might be part servitor. It might not be. It might be other stuff. I. It's chimera, like a mixture, which I right. don't have the exact definition right here, but it does describe a, a mixed bean kind of thing. So anyway, but yeah, Barracks is now got a crazy in his cells. A royal crazy. Well, he's got a lot of crazies, I'm sure, but you know, he's got a unique crazy. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move on to Revolution. The explosion of servitors snapped Variks away from the pull of the prince's words. He tried to move quickly, but one of his toes caught awkwardly on the grated catwalk, and he stumbled to the floor. He lifted his head to see the extraction servitors lying shattered and lifeless, hissing as ether evaporate wafted into the air. Variks rose moving cautiously, slowly, uncertain who or what might be loose. He checked every seal of Fickrel's cell, then gathered enough courage to peer into the porthole. Fickrel was unaffected. If anything, he looked stronger than he did before. He stood there, glaring, a devilish grin plastered across his face. Does it find my ether? Bitter? He growled. Indeed, Variks could see that something was wrong with this ether. It was darker, tainted with something he could not identify. He tightened the seals of his mask as he examined the servitor's remains, fearing whatever they pulled from Fickrel could be toxic. He moved through the fog-like gas as if it was water. It didn't dissipate like traditional ether. It lingered, heavy and opaque. Varric stepped back up to Fickrul's cell, activated the transmission comm. Fickrul, Asali, Akisorix, he seethed, using the high speak of judgment, hoping that Fickrul might still respect the oldest law. Ah, Varric, you cling to judgment like rain clung to lies. Fickrel spat his words the way the houseless would. You are houseless. You are filth. Is this what you've done with Calix? Served the last prime to the Taken? Oh. Wait. That's Barracks. Yeah, I realize that now. You are houseless. You are filth. Is this what you've done with Calix? Served the last prime to the Taken? Is that the blood you now breathe? Ha! You still believe I have Calix. Fool! Calix abandoned us. But my ether, it's true. Fickrel is no longer enslaved to the machine's ether. By the grace of the Awoken Father, I have evolved. Variks looked back to the prince's cell, still open. The Awoken Father. Variks ambled back to the prince. With each step, he heard more clearly 
he saw Aldrin sitting up now, nodding, listening, peering into the shadows at something unseen. If ever there was a picture of malevolent insanity, this was it. The prince spoke. Yes, sister, I see it now. The army of the reviled that you promised me. All right, so Eric's got a little introduction to Dark Ether himself. Just as I mentioned a couple cards ago, that extractor servitor was going to be extracting a brand new kind of ether and was interested to see what happened. Well, <clears throat> servitors can't handle painted dark ether, and we had a nice explosion. Of course, I love how uh, Varric's, <laughs> it's kind of kind of ironic actually, immediately thought that maybe there was some sort of prison break. But uh, I also like that the one thing that like hung him up, like the one thing that all of this hangs on is like his toe got caught in this grate and he fell over. <laughs> you mean right. stub toe is the worst. No, I like it because so many times in games, you know, everything's just so, so smooth, so perfect. Nobody gets the stub toe. Nobody has to take a bathroom break. Like, there's none of those realistic things. Like, this is just such a realistic moment that I can relate to. Like, I don't know, the fate of all of this craziness rests on me as I watch this crazy prison, you know, and I trip and fall and like... Yeah, if you heard an explosion, that would totally stuff. be you. Oh, God, and just fall over. I, I mean, would that little I just spider almost. The night and the, oh my god, that spider! <laughs> that spider almost made me just crash and burn. You know? I thought you would cut off your finger the way you screamed. But yeah, I just like it. It's just a very like realistic moment. Yeah. And I just wanted to mention on just the fact of what they do to their prisoners. Uh, Varix is one to know what it's like. They literally, uh, in order to make their prisoners less able to fight back is that they drain their ether so that they're uh, a little, uh, a little closer style. to death. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But remember, that's like their life force. So at least the fall. Obviously, that doesn't work into ev- work for every person in the uh, the prison. <laughs> but it's just quite interesting that that's customary. That's how they keep them kind of in check. They pr- pretty much starve them a little bit. But also, Fickrel was completely unaffected. You know, whatever the heck he's got going on is a little bit different. So that tainted ether, um, well, they're not relying on ether anymore, which is kind of why in the Forsaken campaign, we see that some of the barons went as far as just killing servitors that normally Elixney would worship. So yeah, something very, very unique. This is the first time Varix has ever seen this. And then we have reference to the, uh, couple things. We have, uh, Calyx, um, and we, you know we have reference to the uh, the king, I mean the Kell of Kings, going on here, um, and the whole thing with Fickrel. Uh, I don't think we've covered what actually happened to them. That is in a book. I think that is the Forsaken Prince also. Yep. Um, but they've kind of. Like we dealt... really need to cover the Forsaken Prince. I think no, we do, we do. I think that we. Be... Well, like all these stories are connected. It's <clears throat> true. Chronologically, yes, Forsaken Prince would have happened before this, but Forsaken Prince takes place over a great span <laughs> of time also. It also ties into um, a little bit of like the Awoken of the Reef kind of stuff. So, a little Dreaming City, a little everything. Let's be honest, the Forsaken Prince should really just be called the whiny, complainy prince with the Justin Bieber hair. 
Wow. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what <laughs> kind of hairstyle Justin Bieber has. So. I don't know. Like back in, I mean, you know, like the, the classic Justin Bieber, not the now he's married and it's all normal hair, but like the back in the day with like the little like swooshy, you know, no, kind of down a has got a long guy. swooshy. Right. He's got the emo he's, hair going, you know? You gotta, you're right. It's more of like fallout boy style Pete wins. You're right. You are I would have right. gotten that a little bit. What is going on here? But he's like, he gives off like the Justin Bieber vibe of like really annoying child you kind of want to kick. <clears throat> That's a really long name for a title, so I guess Here's I see why they of, went with Forsaken my Prince. My sigh of disappointment. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's my drinking tagline right there. The amount of times I have to say anyways. <clears throat> After all this craziness, fallen explosion going on, Barrick's falling over with a stubbed toe. He turns over to look at Aldrin, and Aldrin's just really peacefully sitting there, well, locked in a cell, but there, and he gets, Greg's gets closer, and he's just, uh, talking to himself. Talking to himself. I want a full-on conversation. All um, like. Nodding, listening, and peering. So, yeah, as it says, it is the picture of malevolent <laughs> insanity. So the poor dude is tripping hard right now. And no, the the cell was actually still open. He would have had a restraint. Well, yeah, he, how he I envisioned it. He did because remember, Cade told he, yeah. him to sit tight or something like that, or yeah. When you actually play uh, the Forsaken campaign, when he gets over, the cell actually opens up. <laughs> Other, there's not like it's not like a, a barred cell. It's a completely closed in area. I'm sure that they put him in there, and he's probably got restraints. But the door was well, open. Right. That that's what I'm getting at is it says Varix looked back to the princess cell still open. Yeah, I, he would have been locked up, but he's the door wasn't closed. Yeah. The cell that they put him in was not a very uh, um, what's the word? There wasn't a lot of walk around space. It was lavish. Yeah, no, he was kind. Of, he was in in the hole, as uh, they say. In the hole. In the shoe. <laughs> but yeah, um. He's a little crazy. He's always been a little crazy, but now he's truly. Now he's like diagnosable. Yes. I mean, gotta, gotta give him credit. As much as you hate, well, maybe not everyone, as much as you may hate the guy, it's not his fault that he was like full on corrupted and slightly taken. So, um, but yeah, <clears throat> this is a story about Varric. So if um, Mara had just are. told him her plan. He might not have snapped. Right. That's all I got. If say. Mara would have clued him in, none of this would have happened. Simple enough. Basically. All right, we ready to move on? Yep. Yes. Time for the spark. Varix, ever the loyal, did as Petra commanded. Access to the lowest cell block was reserved strictly to the warden and the regent commander. Unfortunately, this meant that every menial operational task was left to him. Meal distribution, waste disposal. Between the eight barons and the awoken prince, his new chores left him little time for judgment. Thrice per day, he visited the block, and thrice per day, he 
had to manufacture excuses to the local Corsair detachment for why the lowest level of the prison was now off limits. Rumors swirled. It was not unknown that Petra and Cade Six had smuggled some unknown high-value prisoner, a humanoid prisoner no less, a first for the prison of elders, if the rumors were true. But Varix assured anyone with the gumption to ask that his judgment of the scorned barons was a sensitive process to be conducted in private. Petra herself did not help extinguish the scuttle. She was less than adept at the art of secrety, secrecy, and everyone knew it. She responded to any bold queries with a stern, It is none of your concern, which itself was tantamount to a validation that some version of the rumors was true. If only she'd found joy in her techune training. Only she'd learned more from the queen. Each time Varix performed his rounds, he asked himself what loyalty, if any, he owed to the prince. And each time he stopped short when he bore witness to the prince's ramblings. Today was no different. There Aldrin sat, elbows atop knees, staring into the same dark corner of the cell, face concealed by his long black hair, seemingly communing with nothing. I see now. Yes, that's good. So good. More listening, more nodding. Then that's what we shall do. And look, sister, he is already here. Aldrin fell into silence, visibly relaxing. After a moment, he looked back over his shoulder and through the porthole to meet Varric's eyes. Your grace, Varric burbled. Varric's the loyal, Aldrin smirked. Varric's the spark. Did you have something to say to me? Or are you content to play the spine crow? And there it was again, that fleeting pass of inky darkness that momentarily snuffs the glow of Aldrin's eyes. So Varric said nothing. Whether frozen in terror or simply at a loss for words, he could not say. Aldrin leaned in, placed a finger against his lips, and spoke low. I have a secret for you, Varric. I know you want to hear it. Varric answered with a single, drawn-out, and ever-so-slight nod. Your cow lives, Aldrin whispered. He leaned in a little closer and asked the one question Varric had never been able to answer. Do you know where your true loyalty lies, Varric? Aldrin didn't wait for response. His eyes almost immediately darted over his shoulder toward the shadowy corner that had become his obsession. Of course we can trust him, dear sister. He is the most loyal. Man, you get the card name and the whole lore book name all right there. He calls him the spark. And then he says he's the most loyal. Yeah. Anywho, um, <clears throat> so we're seeing more of infected Aldrin here. And I kind of like that when Aldrin's talking to him there towards the end, he, um, where is that? He calls him Barracks, the loyal. You know, like he's really, I think, like playing up this, like, potential, um, little condescending, though, Barrick. I feel like. Really? Because I feel like he's trying to play up the battle that Varix is having with himself right now to, like, 
try and get him to his side. I agree, but I think there's a little bit of condescension there. He literally well, comes up I to him and says, Aldrin says, "Yeah, he, yeah exactly. That's what I'm saying. Anything, exactly. Yeah. That's how I get and that though. Aldrin, I mean, he comes up, whispers, and like, I got a secret for you. I know you want to hear it. Yeah, well, Aldrin and he's is like, kind of an a-hole. Yeah, it's just like a little bit of a, a poke at Varix because he himself knows that Varix is wants to help his people and that he probably has some conflicting interests. So I I like the fact that this is actually taking place over several days, possibly weeks. <laughs> I also like that he's like, yeah, Petra can't keep a secret to save her life. No, well, yeah, because when <laughs> someone says, hey, I hear that there's a special high-class prisoner down there, and their response is, serve your business. Everyone's right? just like, yep, it's like when yep, somebody's like, totally need to know. Going. There's totally something right. going on. <laughs> Yeah, because when all of a sudden the warden of a prison just He's says, doing, hey, like, nobody, nobody can go there, job. don't feed them anymore, I'm going to do everything. Yeah. Like, people are going to be curious, like, what the heck? And also, when Cade and Petra's strolling with a prisoner, you know it's high end. I mean, Cade was known to... He doesn't go for the You know, yeah, the big fish. Yeah. Yeah, lots, lots of rumors, man. I just love how... <laughs> If only she had found joy in her techune training and learned more from the queen. So yeah, she truly does fit the uh, the title of wrath. Um, she's not as a uh, she's she's very similar to the the one before her, Shiraido. Uh, that position of queen's wrath is always kind of I feel like been there though as like a almost like an opposite to the queen. And I think that's kind of what the why the queen places him like that. So, you know, Petra was never supposed to replace the queen, but, you know, but not everyone knows. Exactly. Not everyone knows the plan. So, uh, regardless of all this craziness, we know that Mara's plan still worked out. But um, as unfortunately for the what was going on here, you know, Varix was not let in on that plan, and at this point, there's just more just craziness going on for him. He still doesn't know, as it says, he doesn't know where his loyalties lie. He still feels, at this point, you know, he, he respects Petra, but she's no queen. And he goes into not really knowing how much he really owes Aldrin. Once again, I think everything stems to Mara. If Mara was there, he wouldn't have these thoughts. But without Mara, everyone else, he just doesn't feel is capable of that. And he's really just um, kind of like appeasing these individuals. At least it almost, just it almost, because. Sorry. No, go it ahead. It seems like he's he's going through the motions. Like he's yeah. just maintaining everything just so that everybody's <clears throat> at least at their baseline. I mean. No, I agree. I think, like, he's still holding out for, like, as if Mara was going to come back, and he's still, like, respecting her and her brother and all that stuff. We see that he's got a good relationship with Petra, but at some point, I think, you know, he's starting to realize that yeah. the queen probably isn't coming back, and he needs to start making plans. And this, and then he started making plans, and then he finds out that basically the only person left is Fickrel, who has no help. So... He's already confused, and now he's got an insane Aldrin getting in his head. So the poor guy got a lot going on. 
And then, as we mentioned, he's doing all the menial daily tasks of feeding and cleaning up after the prisoners. So I'm sure this is a rough couple weeks or however long he's he's having to deal with this. Yeah. You guys ready for the next one? Indeed. All righty. I'm going to be reading Chain of Souls. Varix admired his masterpiece the improvised servitor chain that would finally reveal the secrets of his fanatical former friend. Unfortunately, Fickrell refused to talk of the past, would speak only of the future, or of Aldrin, his awoken father, who snatched him from the edge of death and awakened within him a power never before seen in the Elixni, a power over death itself. A power to remake their people and thrive in a universe of light and dark that had both forsaken them and left them scorned. Ferex knew these feelings all too well. It was here, in the deepest catacombs of the prison of elders, where he thrived, where he worked to rebuild the Elixni. This was his home now, this workspace where he was free to explore the potential of the prison's inmates for future leverage, the emerald marrow worm food of the hive, the prismatic viruses of the vex, scion flare wavelengths, each of these secrets had been rested free within these dank halls, traded among his networks for more secrets or harnessed into weapons for the Awoken. But the secrets of Fickrell's Mutation eluded him. The power within was obvious. Scattered about the floor was the evidence of its potency, as well as too many nights of failure. Wrecked sentry servitors, dozens of deflated drugs, all pulled from the upper cell blocks to act as his assistants. Whatever this cold, unnatural cocktail was that coursed through Fickrell, it could not be transferred or ingested like the ether his people needed to sustain their wretched lives. Ferrex was all too ready to give up, send Fickrell into the arena to face Cade Six, and put an end to the legacy of the scorned barons. Until one day, during Ferrex's rounds, Aldrin spoke to him unprompted. There was a lucidity in the discarded prince's eyes, a clarity that didn't exist even before he disappeared over Saturn's rings. Aldrin gave Varix a fresh perspective. And so, the chain? It was a dangerous gamble, mingling Fickrell's polluted lifebud with traditional ether. These servitors held 70% of Varix's own ether reserves. If this failed, well, it wouldn't be the first time Varix had risked everything and lost. Varix pulled the lever. The hum of the servitor chain crescendoed, but all he heard was the lingering echo of Aldrin's poisonous question. Do you know where your true loyalty lies, Varix? But if it weren't, perhaps Fickrell could be cured. Perhaps if what Varric suspected was true and Fickrell's corruption was related to the prince's affliction, Aldrin could be cured too. 
Varix had said as much to Petra, but she refused to listen. You will not experiment on the prince. Our prince is ill. To keep him here, hide him from awoken eyes, not right. Not right. I've made my decision, Varix. Varric's fingers flexed. Petra, the loyal, he sneered. Perhaps the murmurs of Kamala Rior are true, yes? Petra glowered. I will handle Aldrin. You will not touch him. She turned sharply on her heel and strode out. Varix hadn't seen her since. He devoted all his time to the servitor chain and to his private thoughts. So we're seeing that Varix is actually, like, pressing Petra. He's not blindly just letting her do what, what she feels is needed. Like, he's trying, essentially he's trying to fix Aldrin. In order to do that, he's also trying to fix Fickrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way I think of it is they've given Varix kind of full reins over the prison of elders. Him and Petra are kind of, the two of them kind of run that whole thing together. So it's not necessary that he is just like, they forced this elixir to be in charge. No, he has a lot of um, free reign over what goes on there. So I feel like him and Petra have a relationship that they can kind of speak openly. But obviously Petra is in the position of not just being Queen's Wrath, but she's also you know, Regent Commander right now. So she is trying to lay down the law a little bit, but I understand she there everyone's a little stressed about this whole situation and Varix does have a good idea, but she's probably doesn't have the patience to, to really listen to him. Yeah. I I love this wonderful wording here. We see a little bit about uh what Varix does down there in the cell. How uh this is his workspace where he's free to explore the potential of the prison inmates. Um, the prison of elders, we literally go up there and fight and kill these enemies. So they kind of learn things from them. And also the wrecked servitors and dozens of deflated dregs are referred to as his assistants. So a little dark there. He's been running experiments on servitors and dregs to see if they can possibly, um, work that dark ether back into the normal ether and ended up with dozens of basically dead dregs and wrecked servitors. So that's a little crazy, but we see that he's really uh, in justifies the means kind of person, it looks like. But that's all I had. Uh, I, yeah, I wanted to point out just the fact that his next test has to do with a chain of servitors, and these servitors happen to hold 70% of his own ether reserve. So he has uh, gotten a little desperate. Also, but it's also not the first time he's risked everything and lost. Well, no, that's why he's in this situation in life. So he kind of at this point doesn't care. He's ready for change and he'll do what he needs to. Yeah. Once again, another person who would have benefited from being clued in on Mara's plan. She couldn't tell everyone it wouldn't have worked out, though. Eh. I feel like the person you have in charge of your prison and the person who's supposed to be your right-hand at war... Oh, no, she knew. Never mind. And your brother. Like, I feel like... You... No, because Aldrin is not the kind of person you tell a big secret to. He doesn't He doesn't know when to stay his hand. He 
is a person of action. So sitting around waiting, it's not going to be his thing. Variks, sure, but you know maybe Martin is knowing that he's a person of action is exactly why she should have told him because she should have known that he would have gone off and done something crazy or stupid. Well, I mean, like her plan succeeded. It required the guardians not knowing what was going on. Everyone not 100% knowing what was going on. How often do we chit chat with Aldrin? I'm just saying he could have caused trouble. And also, she only needed the guardians to not know long enough to do. Don't question Mara. She did a great job and her plan succeeded. So, I mean. I think it definitely had some flaws, but yeah, sure. Yeah, that's all I got. Thomas doesn't like it when we fight. I'm trying to defend his Mara soft. Man, that's queen right there. Oh, no. Look, I love Mara, but hindsight's twenty twenty. you know, maybe it wasn't, like, it was a great plan, but certain okay, things Okay, but yes, you are saying that we don't know, yeah, without the perspective. We don't even know. Mara doesn't tell us hardly anything, so we're just kind of assuming that yeah, but right. we're assuming that all inform having information is good information. There's a reason people say that uh information better you know better to not know. And I can't think of the saying, but you know what I mean. Sometimes it's it's not worth knowing everything. I could have missed deniability. the pain, but <laughs> then I would have also had to miss the dance. That's not what I was gonna say. Well, this is a little closer, but anyway, I'm ready to move on. No, I want Alexa to play Garth Brooks. No, let's see what happens with the experiment. If it was a success. It's still going to happen at some point tonight. So, I will be covering the very last entry where loyalty lies. Varix's experiment succeeded, but not how he expected. Ingestion of the etheric concoction still resulted in fallen death. It was not any means a life-sustaining substance. It was, however, a life-giving substance. Though the dark ether lingered like a heavy fog, it also seemed to reach out toward empty vessels. In this case, it found the dead dregs that littered his floor. It slipped inside the corpses like a slow inhalation, inflating them, stretching them to the point Boils and bursting, pulling them to their feet. The dark ether gave these lifeless dregs new life. They seethed. Their breathing was steady, but hard and fast. They rumbled as if volcanoes lived inside their chests. A black fire rose from their skin as they burned this dark ether like a jet engine burns its fuel. What Varix really saw before him was hate-fueled rage incarnate and the beginning of another whirlwind. They were no longer just fallen. Fickrel called them his scorn. Behind him, Fickrel laughed and laughed and laughed until he abruptly stopped. At that exact moment, the scorn dropped to the floor, dead once more. Your scribes, your kells, your houses, they will all soon be forgotten, like the elders and the scathe before them. Fickrel growled in 
Varric's precious high speak of judgment. This drew Varric closer, face to face through the cell's porthole. Fickrel turned his ear upward, listening, brought his attention back to Varric's. Father says, the paws hung heavy in the air. Father says, you know where your true loyalty lies. The fanatic stepped back from the porthole and waited. Loyalty. True loyalty. He expected a memory of Mara to appear in his mind. But instead, instead he found himself thinking about the prophecies of House Rain. Kell of Kells. Days later, Variks performed his duties for the last time. He visited Central Control, ran a test sim on the security systems, made some adjustments based on the results, revised and signed off on the daily roster rotation. Finally, he had a private conversation with the prison's sole remaining high servitor. The prison of elders would not go without a warden. He did not speak to Petra. By the end of the day, the prison of elders descended into chaos. Your time will come, Ferrix. Aldrin sits in his favorite spot, gazing in his favorite direction. She told me so. She has but one last wish of you. No, your grace. Varix's voice was gravelly with emotion. It is I who has one last service for you. Varix left before he could change his mind. A klaxon blared. The voice of the prison's high servitor echoed over the loudspeakers in Varix's voice. Security systems malfunction. Emergency shutdown and reboot commencing. The place dropped momentarily into darkness, but emergency lighting quickly illuminated the cell block. All around him, alarms sounded. Warning lights flashed. Pneumatics hissed, and cryogenic fluids evaporated to fog as the cryo cells lining the cell block began to open. Varix moved as quickly as he could toward the exit, not bothering to look back, for he knew what he'd see. The scorned barons and Prince Aldrin were free, as was every single resident of the prison of elders. Varric slipped out, under cover of prison anarchy, through the same secret passage in which Petra and Cade had smuggled Prince Aldrin. There, a ship waited, loaded with the prison's ether stores. As he walked, he made two recordings to be sent out by the prison's relays once he was away. For the first, he disabled his voice synth and began in the low, deep resonance of high speak to give commands. He didn't know how many would answer Judgment's call, but he had to try. For the second, he turned his voice synth back on. They call me Betrayer. I, who was most loyal. They do not think I hear the words. Bug. Insect. He paused, fallen, up long strides fast now, along the ramp into the ship. 
toward the bridge. A vandal in wolf colors saluted him as he passed. I hear the words. House of Judgment always hears. No choice. To keep the houses together. He paused again as he reached the bridge of his ship. Judgment always hears. The great machine. Okay. The great machine stood in judgment. Elixni fell to fighting. Fell to hate. Emotion caught in his voice. Cannot stomach this hate. As he spoke, the ship's engines rumbled to life. On the screens, Varix could see explosions resonating through the prison. His former charges running rampant. His ship passed through the bay's barrier and began to move off. Nowhere else to go. No one else to be here. He drew himself up to his full height. And so I become Varix, the Kel, house judgment envoy to the Elixni people. No choice, he repeated, chuckling deep in his throat. His voice was calm. Elixni must rise. Yes? Okie dokie then. So all that craziness we had to deal with in the prison... Was all because of good old Varys. Um, you could almost say he finally snapped. Um, but a lot has been. Definitely say he snapped. I mean, a lot has been. Yeah, I mean, a lot has been leading up to this. Why he decided that he needed to cause so much trouble, I'm not exactly sure. Um, I always respected Varys. I think I would say that I lose a little bit of respect for him. Um, not because of what he his goal is. I totally understand wanting to unite his people and hold them together. I don't agree with how he goes about it. I don't know that uh, mass hysteria was needed for him to slip out and take over as, uh, you know, Kel of House Judgment. But uh, why he decided to do this, not sure. But he released everyone. And my only thinking is maybe he just wanted time. To uh, not be the center of attention. Um, so now he goes, he makes these messages and he goes on to saying basically he's going to become Varix the Kel, envoy to House Judgment. Um, he's trying to bring back House Judgment and all the people in general. So my thinking is maybe he's going to be doing a really big task and trying to unite all of the Fallen or the Elixir together, and he doesn't want anyone to notice him. And he's trying to get the ones in game that are shooting at me all the time out my way and into his plan. That'd be great. If you could just take them somewhere (laughs) else. Yeah. So I would say that he just kind of wanted he knew that a prison break would take a long time to clean up and would give him time to set whatever plans he has in motion. Uh, LMS, you have a a point. Well, and and even then, like I, how much of this do you want to bet that this? isn't like i see this being a way that varix is able to fake his death at least temporarily i would say he, no because so, he, he releases the in, messages yeah well he releases he releases the med- messages <laughs> even in fact calling himself um 
Derek's betrayer, betrayer. Who was most loyal. So I would say that it was kind of known. He was not trying to hide the fact that he he did this. Granted, we don't know if that was like a timed release message or what, but he made a, two messages. One, that his voice synth in the high speech to his people, and one to, well, in, in, in whatever language the majority of the city speaks, uh, you know, English for us sitting here, at least a human language, and, um, you know, kind of alerted everyone that he was what he, I mean, honestly, his whole plan, he wanted everyone to know that he <clears throat> he was taking upon himself to unite the Elixney people and the houses together. I mean, he goes as far as talking about how the great machine, he's going all the way back to the whirlwind. So, like, Varix has been, he's been working although, up to this for a while. Although, I mean, it's it's fair that he's making that that characterization, you know, that comparison, because, like, he was talking about how the scorn would be a new second whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he sees the the. Uh, he already talked about how the old ways were lost, and now he sees how people are completely trying to change practically their species. And he's realized that every. I mean, and honestly, everything that Varix does, he doesn't do for his own people. He's really kind of just working for the Awoken for so long that I think he realizes that he, he's, he's kind of done with that and he wants to set on his own path. Yeah. What's your problem over there? You're I'm sad, you know that? Mm-hmm. Keep dozing off. It's midnight. So? That's not even that late. You stay up much later like than that. Just watching TV and stuff. <laughs> I don't understand how you guys can't stay up. Man. Hey, I'm old. She- not really. You stay up normally, but she acts like she's need. She's got to go to bed at like eight or something. Just stay up plenty of times and when she midnight. wants to goof around. Occasionally, I can stay up. And midnight on a Saturday. I can't. Okay, Come on. Well, the puppies want to go to bed too. So dramatic. Well, we're pretty much done. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Why don't you pop up though? And actually. Hang in here for the end. Alright, so are we done with the actual discussion? I have one question. Have we seen Varric since? Nope. No. We actually haven't seen Varric for a long time. We didn't even know exactly who broke, <laughs> what caused the prison break until this lore book. Not in, he's not in game at all. So there is still more to the story to come. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, there... he's literally just... He was talking about the prophecy from House Rain, which talks about the Kel of Kells, and then he has now just basically appointed himself as Kel of House Judgment. And when there's no other Kells around, lore book. He's been looking for a Kel, and now he's just like, "F it, I will be the Kel." Yeah, I mean that shows that he's not power hungry though. He didn't want this job. He's just the last candidate. He was looking to give it to House Kings. Couldn't do that. He was looking for Fickrel. Rickles, literally a fanatic, uh, and the only person you know, Marasov couldn't couldn't be there to help unite. At one point, he thought maybe she would unite the fallen together, but like at this point, he doesn't have any options. He's taking he it upon himself. Zavala too. He did. He tried to at least get some help from Zavala. <laughs> I don't think he was going to try to make Zavala Kel of Kells exactly, but he was looking for an authoritative figure. All of the options. Well, that's all I have for discussion. Yeah. 
Let's move to shout out. Let's move yep. to shout out. Yep, Let's and there's other little things. Shout out. Okay. I was just going to comment on, we had had some discussion in the Discord about uh, some of the different houses. And um, we do have a little bit of, like, house rain. And now we don't. that's kind of like a whole other episode. We don't have a lot of information on the Elixir before the whirlwind. But he's really still clinging to these old ways. You know, House Rain disappeared during the whirlwind. We never saw them. But they were a house that held to specific prophecies about kind of like a prosperous time to unite all of the fallen. And, of course, Varix is the last of House Judgment. So when he quotes these old fallen orders or Elixir, Houses, he's referring to houses that basically were in control and had power before the whirlwind. So, yeah, I would almost say that he's even looking to the fact that the Traveler is not... He he wants to go back to a time before they even had to deal with the Traveler. He wants to go back to a simpler time. Yeah. Where the Traveler came in and ruined everything. Um, and even though we haven't seen Varix since the prison break... We do have mention of him in the Stolen Intelligence lore book. We do. I think he, he he's referenced as some of the possible unifiers um, yep. of the Fallen. One of the, the... The positive ones, I think. The potential ally... Yeah, because don't yeah. they break it into two groups? They break it into like someone like Mithrax and... Um, and Varix. And then there's... Aramis and Fickroll and yeah, who are yeah. kind of the not such a great side. So yeah, he he is one of the prospective heads. Yep. Now well, I right. look forward to seeing what goes on. All right, sleepy people, you ready to do shoutouts? Let's move to shoutouts. Let's do it. Uh, Ishtar Collective, as always. Orchid, as always. Uh. I just got another email from Nodarf. We're compiling them. At this point, I think we're just going to do an episode just for your questions. <laughs> um, Not anybody else's, just his. If anyone has any other questions, we would be happy to hear them still. But we do have a lot from Nodarf, so we're going to have a whole on Nodarf episode. <laughs> for our, uh, at the moment, for our, our listener questions and discussion episode that we plan on having. Probably a... I don't know. We haven't really figured out timeline for that, but yeah, next Work couple weeks. It. It's in talks. Yes, we we have some plans where we're working on. Uh, and then the last shout out, he's on the Discord as a John Cena poster, but we call him Preston. Shout out to you, buddy. It was fun actually just running around Iron Banner listening to that sweet business. <laughs> You know what they say. <laughs> you know what they say. Fortune <laughs> cookies can really make your day. <laughs> All right, Heaven, what you got? Uh, yeah, I don't really have any specific shout-outs. Just shout-outs, I think, to uh, just the... I guess I can't say... The, to the to our community. Uh, whether or not you end up being part of the clan or the Discord... Um, got to play with more people lately, and it's just been kind of nice to um, kind of have a whole nother group. Uh, so nothing specific, um, but yeah, I guess just shout out to everyone for uh, making this a great place. 
Yeah. Well, my first shout out is to Alamist as an apology. I tried to stream my first raid, man. I tried, but I couldn't figure it out. And we were just too under the gun. And I'm so sorry. I know how important it was to you. But it was nowhere near as funny as anyone thought it, it was going to be. It's all good. Yeah, shout out to Mrs. Hyven, actually, for <laughs> earlier. That's why we're there so sleepy over here, because we kind of impromptu did a little bit of her first raid. Yeah. And then, so also shout out to the people who I did that with. But also, a couple weeks ago, I shout out Not R for, you know, just being a dad who's doing his thing and making some time for gaming and just being really helpful, like, with us and our community and helping monitor and everything. And we're really appreciative of that. But also to um, Disillusioned Duck. Uh, you know, we were raiding today and the four-year-old hit the three-year-old and the three-year-old was crying and he had to go take care of it. And, you know, I just... Like, you know, man, you do you, and your girls are adorable, and I love hearing them in the background singing their songs and being silly. It's it's such a joy. Um, but also, I, I just really appreciate that, you know, we were playing with age ranges, like, as low as 16 to, you know, parents of three kids, I think as oldest as 11. So it was just kind of nice that we were able to play in an environment where it was like, yeah, man, like family comes first. You go take care of that. We'll be here when you get back. Like, you know, so I just I really appreciate all the people we played with. Um, I appreciate him making time for us because he is a busy dad. And, um, you know, he's got a lot of his own stuff going on, but he's super fun to play with. Uh, So thanks for hopping on with us and being our sixth today and to everyone else that we played with. You know, thanks for making the community so great and understanding that we all have lives. And um, so, yeah, it was it was good times. Well, and, and that right there is exactly why we wrote the rules the way we did. Yeah. Real life should always come first. Exactly. So, you know, I'm just I'm really happy that we've created such a kind and inclusive community that I don't know. Get to see the family you choose, you know? That's what we always say. We're just family. We all got to choose here. We're very lucky for it. Just a bunch of random weirdos that somehow <laughs> found awesome people. Yeah, our gang of fabulous misfits. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, so thanks, guys. Thanks for being part of our lives because you've, you've brought a lot of joy to us as well. And uh, I think that's it. I think we're good here and I get to go to bed. <laughs> All right. So reminders. Find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Leave a review wherever you find the podcast. Join our Discord. Message us. Mm-hmm. We don't really care. Just if you have something to say, send it our way. Um, I like that. Suggestion. <laughs> you have something to say, send it our way. Suggestions. We are still uh, looking for more questions for our 50th episode for the Get to Know Your Host episode. So send us your questions, guys. Um, I'll post about it on Twitter again. But please, because otherwise it's just going to be us rambling to who knows what. I've already got a few ideas of what I want to do. But yeah. <laughs> um, and with that, take care. Do your next. I'm what?
your next or, Ivan. I mean, I say bye whenever it doesn't really matter. No, you're next. I go last. I don't have anything. Bye. Bye. Bum, bum, bum. Bye. I think we've gotten almost all the activities. I'm sure there'll be some kind of like bombshell they'll drop for like some store because you know it's supposed to tie into the next season, but yeah, can't wait to take I hit record to incentivize switch. everyone. Ah! <clears throat> you know what they say avoid legal snags by letting people know they're being recorded. No, they do You're say not that. As funny you can as stop Preston this. when you do that. If you can stop this. I mean, I Only could. you can stop the annoying lines. I and could, but then, guys, we might have to deal with legal snags. Have you ever been snagged by the law? Doesn't sound very appealing. Which one of us would snag issues with this? Snag issues? No, we're snagging legal issues. That's yeah, different. but which one of us is calling the popo on the other? Right. Oh, no, I'm just saying our listeners could be like... No, no, we know what you're saying, and we're done with it. You know? Consider this an intervention. Right? <laughs> I right. love that the one goofy thing I've ever done has to stop, but Mrs. Hyven gets a pass on life. Because everybody loves me. You... Hyven, you can't deny it. How many times have we heard it? It's because that joke is so far into the ground, we can't even see the grave anymore. And it's coming from Elemis, the father of all bad puns. Everybody loves it. (gasps) Why does my boob hurt so bad, you guys? Well, you gotta stop pinching your... God. I'm pinching the top of it, because that's where it hurts. I can give you an exam. I didn't even know you were pinching it. <laughs> I'm just like grabbing the top. Cause you, you need a breast exam? I put my glasses on. Why'd you have to say it, man? Why'd you have to go there? I'm at 20%. I can't handle these emotions. Kate. <laughs> it's okay. I the fought. colonel is taken care of. It's okay. I fought Kate in the crucible the other day. Played a match against Kate 69 the other day. Kate 69. I totally misheard that what's that <laughs> i thought he said i god kate in crucible the other day um i mean we I did beat him did pretty beat bad him. i beat him pretty bad yeah <laughs> yeah he may have felt a little effed afterwards a little 69 a little bit just, just a little bit maybe yeah. a little taking it from behind <laughs> Anyway, anybody call for some backup? (laughs) Anyway. Uh, So, in order to listen to the first half of it, go back to episode 43, or 44, sorry. Elemis can't count. Hey, I did these show notes, like, two months ago. Not my fault you're super on top of it. (laughs) Don't blame me for your productivity. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah I know it's 
something's wrong with him. Oh, read that as a period. There's a comma. She was about to be something's wrong with him. Varix. Yeah. He's mad. <laughs> <clears throat> when the two of them joined forces in the battle, ugh. who says in the field of battle? It's battlefield. Gosh darn it. Nope, in the field of battle is a very common term. Well, I don't care. It's not what I want. <laughs> oh. I'll read it how it's written because I respect Bungie's writers. And you're an uncultured swat. <laughs> wow. Who did, <laughs> did I call an uncultured swine the other day? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it was when somebody called the chalice a cup. <laughs> no, that was today. <laughs> that was today. <laughs> I was like, it's a chalice, you uncultured swine. Like it's easier to say cup. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's amazing. That's what you got when you play with 16-year-olds. They're fresh. I call it cup, too. It's just easier, man. You got to scream out. Call, you got to scream those call-outs later on in the raid, and it's just easier well, to just look, say look, when you're screaming it out, sure. But they were just talking generally. I mean, come <clears> on, <throat> guys. His sweet meats, the Lord of Banquets, he makes us a chalice. We need to call it a chalice. It's all right. I I've I did a a raid with one guy who called dog war beast and dragon. War beast would be good. War beast I'm down for, but I don't. I. Yeah. War beast would be proper. I like war beast. Anyways, back to the cards. I'm being oh really great. Annoyed, you let the you let Callie go. Kona has been sleeping peacefully on my lap. She jumped now down. Callie's jealous, and she's starting to try to start a fight. No, we can't all get in my lap. Look, look now look what you've done. Don't paw her in the face. Well, why not? Well, this sounds like a good time for a brownie. For brownies. <laughs> <laughs> I would like some milk with my brownie, please. You can get it yourself. Love you. Put your up. Fine, then. You get me the brownie. I've only gotten you five things in the last ten hour. Whatever the heck. Don't you love me, though? Like... Yeah, but... So why are you cutting you cutting all the brownies and I made you the brownies and No 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 You made yourself those brownies. No, I made them for both of us. You said you wanted brownies. When Elvis said he was gonna take a minute to be ready, you were like, Well you gotta you gotta get on and make the make those brownies then, you know, before before he's done. You said you wanted brownies, you know, you're not gonna have much time to get that done. And I was like, But my my stomach kinda hurts now. I don't want brownies and you were like, But I want brownies. That's why I made them. Whatever. The second you smelled them. But you like, tried to trick me into it. Maybe I want brownies after all. <laughs> anyway, you can come grab some brownies. Why don't you love me? <laughs> don't mind if I do. Yeah, unless they told you they'd be cool by the time you got here. <laughs> Too late now. We I eat them all. Jeez. He doesn't even care. No, I need to train you to not be so lazy. Look, when you go to Alaska for two weeks and I have to do literally everything myself. Uh, no, I just her. don't even. No, I do so much for you that I don't even think about it half the time. And then I'll like come over and realize that you're just sitting there playing on your phone. Perfectly I play solitaire. It's so important. I can't figure out this level. <laughs> it is such a struggle. <laughs> oh, man. I need my brain food. I need my brownies. <laughs> Why don't you love me? No, you don't. 
He was just saying, come grab it then. Stop saying it. <clears throat> I'm hurt on so many levels. You know what? Go to bed. No love lost, obviously. It's from the Discord. Wait, what? That was the text message that everyone was like, oh, my spouse would never let me say that to them. Oh, it was right. um, the meme that someone had posted or something. <laughs> yeah, that I posted. Oh, hey, nice. Jeez. Cause, Good memory there. Because quite literally, I was like, Orchid has told me this. She hasn't called me a God, but she's told me this. I want some. But I'm I'm plugged in. But I'm plugged in. Time to go off the grid. Unplug. <laughs> huh? Um. Well, I think it goes like Kona, Cali, me, then you. I think that's the order of importance in this house. No, it's all about you. Come on, let's get real. I, I was about to say I'm less whiny than Cali, but I might not be. Yeah. I mean, you're, you don't put yourself under the couch, but you do. I do have to yeah. fight to get you out of the closet, so it's really the same thing. Not as often, and I don't poop in random places when I throw temper tantrums like Callie. <laughs> Granted, that's new for her. Oh, she really didn't get me that. brownies. Oh, would you look at that? She she left a present on your pillow. Well, that milk is going bad. Milk or lactate? Milk. We have or milk lactate. in there? Or then lactate. That lactate's pretty new. Okay. Did you not spray this pan? I did. I told you they're just a little. They're plenty soft in the middle. It's just the outside ring. Oh, there a little. we go. There we go. Was a struggle for a second there. The outside ring's a little crunchier because it was a little bit thinner. And These are my brownies. <laughs> Get away. <laughs> I say brownies, plural, but I only got one. I got two. Oh, man. Chubba chubba. Just kidding. Have you ever seen Hyven? Choo choo. Chubba chubba choo choo. Right? Like, I, I don't even think he has an ounce of fat on him. No, and you should see his butt. It just goes straight down into no, his I've, thigh. No, I've measured. There's like a I few. I don't ounces. think I do. I don't think. No, I it's want really to. funny. It just, it just, it just blends straight into the thigh. Like I didn't even know that was a thing. It's so friggin' cute. It's just a tiny. It's dramatic. It's just a tiny. He just, it's a tiny. You just want to pinch it. But he like freaks <laughs> out when you do. <laughs> Call me weird. I don't think I want to see it, and I don't think I want to pinch it. Okay. You know, well, this is your only opportunity, so all right. I'm kind of glad to hear that because someday it's questionable oh. with you too. Ooh, or if you would back me up on that. Oh my god! All right, I'm gonna eat my brownie. You yeah, you took too long. It's more emotional. At new mice. It's more emotional than than physical. Right. This milk does kind of taste a little weird. Like it's supposed to be good until January. It's not how that works. We've had this milk in the fridge for a couple weeks, hon. Yeah, we haven't. This is pretty new milk. We've only had it for like a week and a half. 
you went, yeah, a week and a half. Hardly drank any of it. It's not that long for last tape. Anyway. Uh I'm just like, but you know, Kona, get off the table! Oh my god. Um, I... I Uh, Oh my god. Um, but no, it's just, I like it because so many times... I'm sorry. She's on the kitchen table. (laughs) So young. So stupid. I don't even know how she got up there for all the chairs are pushed in. Anywho, um... She should know. You don't do that with mommy Mm. sitting right there. Oh, God, that's exactly when she would do it. This girl is so ballsy. Um... Hey, you two. I see you distracted on the Discord. I didn't say anything. I was just kind of giggling that Elamist had typed in it. <laughs> it just yeah. came up as a notification. I just giggled at it. I didn't actually say anything in the Discord. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Simon, what in the world happened? Why are you so black all of a sudden? <clears throat> I don't know. Did you turn something off? She... No, it's just the way that the light's hitting behind me, and I think because there's were no just light over there. Ago. It's just the different ways I sit in front of this light. <laughs> it was almost like one of those. Uh, I think it's you. Censored right now. It was almost like one of those censored there videos where like. Now you're back. Oh, it's you're because I popped my Discord then... screen up, and this has the uh, yeah. Google page up. And that's what I'm saying. So much wider and lighter. You're distracted right now. That's what it is. <clears throat> I didn't have anything to comment. Discord, I've just been man. coughing so much. I can't stop coughing Shh. right now. Gosh, Discord guys, stop messaging them. <laughs> just kidding. You're not. It's... <clears throat> <laughs> it was literally one message. I don't know. She's responding now. I haven't checked it. I just, I'm just getting all the <laughs> notifications flying by. <laughs> What, Conan? They know you look so sleepy. Well, if anyone else has any questions, as we said, we'd be happy to discuss. Kona's got thoughts. Really, Kona? So if anyone else has questions, we'd be... You're not helping. Email us, guardians underscore lore at... I am tired. (laughs) 